Hey everybody, happy Friday. So on today's episode, I'm actually going to be doing something different. I actually, on my Instagram, asked all of you to ask me something interesting. And so my thought was on Instagram, I'm not able to get to as many questions as I'd like because it takes so long to type things out. And so I thought this might be a better format to just talk about different things that you have in mind with no specific topic, just different questions that are coming up on your journey. So I hope this Q&A episode is helpful for you. And if you do really like this, let me know because if you do like it, I can make this a more reoccurring thing, maybe once a month, just to chat, answer anything that comes up for you, even if it's not directly related to affirmations, maybe it's only holistic living. So I really, really hope this is a fun episode. I'm super excited to record this. So let's dive right in. My name is Pyle Agarwal and I want to welcome you to the Affirmation Addict Podcast. Affirmations have changed my life and now it is my mission to help you use them to change yours by using affirmations every day to manifest things your way. My goal is to make affirmations attainable and accessible to every single person, including you, because you have the ability to take control and create your reality. So come with me on my journey and let's see what we can manifest together. All right, it is Q&A time. So if you did miss the intro, basically on my Instagram a few days ago, I asked you to ask me something interesting. And if for some reason you're not following me on Instagram, my handle is simply at Affirmation Addict. Super simple. So go on there and next time I do another Q&A, you can ask me some of your questions too. And so I'm going to go in just the order I received them and answer as quickly and just honestly as possible without thinking through. So I am not going to edit out anything. I'm just going to talk free flow from this point forward. Alrighty. What is the easiest way to lighten energy? Ooh, this is such a good question. To me, the easiest way to lighten your energy is to either come back and focus on your breath or to cut the cord. I've talked about this before, but it's basically when you're talking to someone or you're around people that are bothering you, you can do this activity. It takes one minute called cutting the cord and you basically just swipe in front of you from an up and down motion from your forehead to your stomach and say, I cut the cord with you because you're letting go of that energetic connection that you have that's not serving either of you very well. And that's what I do to lighten up my energy and practicing different affirmations, of course, as well as just focusing on my breath. Because I think when you're feeling really heavy, um, your breathing changes. When you feel heavy, your breathing is shorter and shallower. So if you can shift your attention and focus on deeper breaths, no matter what you're doing, that'll really help lighten your energy. And if you're into crystals, I really like selenite for cleansing my energy. I actually do it before and after all my client calls, podcasts, just so I can have the cleanest, purest energy going into different things. So those are a few of my favorite tricks to lighten energy. Okay, what is my favorite dessert color outfit and Hindi movie. (laughs) Okay. So my favorite dessert is anything with chocolate. I love dark chocolate. I don't like milk chocolate or white chocolate. So anything with dark chocolate, but honestly, like every single day I could have like a warm chocolate chip cookie and that would be my favorite. Um, my favorite color is like a pinkish red. 
outfit. Oh, I love two favorite outfits. One is like full on Indian clothes because I feel like a princess and I like like langas. Those are my favorite. Or to be honest, like a crop top and leggings. That's my go-to daily outfit. And my favorite Hindi movie, I'm going to throw it back to Hum Sat Sat Hai. For those of you who do not know what a Hindi movie is, I have never heard of Hindi movies. It's basically an entire film industry in India. And so they're Bollywood movies. And so I grew up watching those. I still love watching them. And they're really cool. Now they have subtitles and they're doing more artsy stuff. So if you've never seen one, it's a really cool experience and highly, highly recommend it. Okay, next one is Himalayan salt lamps. How do they help? Himalayan salt lamps, basically the theory behind them is the salt um, radiates different ions. And so these ions help clear up the space and attract more ions that you want. I can't back up my facts completely because I don't know if it's like positive or negative ions. I don't remember, but basically it helps purify the air and attract more of like the atoms that you need um, for your air quality just for more positive vibration. So that's why Himalayan salt lamps are very, very popular. And I love them. I think they look beautiful and I feel like it's a nice little healing tool that just makes people happy. So if you are attracted to them, I think it's definitely something to invest in. And there's a lot of different price ranges now. There's a lot cheaper ones. There's more expensive ones. So they're making it really affordable for all people. One person said, thank you for turning all my negative thoughts into positive. You're inspiring me every day. That is so sweet. Thank you for letting me do this work. Thank you for supporting it because if it wasn't for you guys, I would not be able to continue doing this. So I know you guys thank me and I'm so grateful for that, but your presence and your energy and your attention is what makes this possible. So I'm seriously so thankful for you. So thank you for letting me do this. Someone asked me what book was I reading in the previous snap. So the past two days I've been posting a couple pictures of a certain book. And the only reason I'm not giving you the book name is because I unfortunately don't recommend it. I really, really wanted it to be a good read. And I'm not going to say the name um, just because I don't want to shift your opinion, but I personally don't recommend it. So I don't want to tell you the name and you go buy it and you not like it. I think there's a couple really good pages in there and it's a really good book for people who've never heard of this, never heard of th- thinking positively. But if you've been following my page, you're already way ahead of that book. So I don't think it's necessary. And I know that's kind of selfish of me. Um, but I just really think it's not the best book and I would not recommend it under my name. Um, unfortunately, but I think there's a lot of other books that are great that will help you with your growth. And if you go on my Instagram, I have a ton of books on my resources highlights. And just to name a few, You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay is amazing. Becoming Supernatural by Dr. Joe Dispenza. Those are a few of my favorite books and really, really powerful books to help you get into the law of attraction, as well as... um, I want to just say it's called The Law of Attraction by Abraham Hicks. So those three I would highly recommend. Okay, the next question, how to handle burnout. 
I personally think I've just been posting about this with burnout. You got to listen to your body. And a lot of the times the reason we get burnt out is because we're trying to meet a deadline or you're trying to just do, 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 and we don't take breaks because we're just trying to finish that item or that project. So my recommendation to handle slash avoid burnout is to take breaks while you're doing the process and listen to your body, listen to what you need while you're trying to accomplish something. And sometimes your body is going to say, I just need a break. And you're going to, you need to take that break because it's better to take a break and recoup rather than spend 10 times as much time trying to force something out when you're at the point of burnout. But if you are already at the point of burnout, I would recommend just stepping back and giving yourself a full day to recoup and rejuvenate in whatever way you need because the best way to handle burnout is to refill your cup and I know that's a very simple answer but that's the truth and just give yourself the time you need to rejuvenate and get to where you really want it to be. Okay, next question is, how do you know if you're being unrealistic with what you want in relationships and in general? So this was a two-parted question. And one thing as a precursor is realizing that the universe will never put desires into your mind and the universe will never like let you think anything that's not possible because everything is possible just because it doesn't make logical sense as to how it's going to get there. That's fine. But unrealistic is our definition basically based on our emotional lenses and what we've seen. Just because you've never seen it happen doesn't mean it's not possible. It just means that you haven't figured out a way and that's not necessarily your problem either. That's the universe's job. If you're certain that something can happen, it'll happen. Even if you don't know how I've had the most unthinkable things happen to me and I had no idea how, and they still happen. I just had faith in that process and I allowed it to happen. Don't spend your energy thinking how unrealistic it is. How is this going to happen? Because you're just going to resist it and it's not going to come into your life. If you just let it go and trust it, it'll happen way quicker than you believe it. And in terms of relationships, um, 100%, I can advocate for this. All your expectations for your relationships can come true if you let them. Um, I never thought I would find a guy who would put up with my crying, put up with my neediness, put up with all of me and accept me and my family and my culture for who I am. Um, But I did. And I would always think that he wouldn't want to FaceTime me or he wouldn't want to text me. All those things that we all want, but we think, oh, no guys are going to do this or it's too far out of reach. It's too good to be true. No, if you think it's too good to be true, yeah, it'll stay too good to be true. But if you're like, no, I know this will happen, it'll happen. So it's really a matter of what you believe. There's no such thing as unrealistic. Possibilities are limitless in our world, in the universe. So don't block yourself by thinking something is dreaming too big or something is too far out of reach because it's not unless you let it be. Okay, next question is, if I ask for a sign, is there a time limit after which I take it as a no-show? So this is a really interesting question. I have an entire podcast episode on asking for signs, so I highly recommend you listen to that if this is a question you have. But with signs... If they don't come up in like the time limit you requested, there's no cap on, okay, 30 seconds, I have to see the sign and it's done. It's more like if you don't see the sign, tune inwards and feel your body. Is your body just desperate and really wanting to see that sign and you just don't want it to be true that you didn't see the sign? 
Or is your body like, you know what, even though I didn't see the sign, I still feel like it's true. Because in the end, and I mentioned this in that podcast episode, signs are just guidance. Um, They're not hard and fast rules because we tend to give our power away to anything we can. We don't want to take full responsibility. We don't want to take full accountability and we don't want to listen to ourselves. Your highest self, your intuition knows exactly what's best for you. It's just really hard to listen to it. And so if you find yourself searching for a sign so hard, take a step back and ask yourself, what do I really feel about this situation? That's going to be the best answer, even better than a sign, even better than your angel numbers. So really, really take your power back because you deserve to trust yourself more than anybody else or any outside force. When starting out, did you make mistakes while manifesting? Interesting. So it depends on what your definition of mistakes is. And I'm assuming you mean that something I wanted didn't manifest. And the answer is yes. There's no right or wrong in manifesting. Um, We are always manifesting. You always have been. You always will be. It's more so if something I want didn't come true in my desired timeline, then I understood that something better came out of it. And I've seen that multiple times. For example, I manifested my dream job, but I hated it. So that could be my learning lesson. It's not a mistake unless you perceive it as a mistake. So things might not always go your way, even if you manifest it, even if you don't manifest it, but that's because there's bigger plans out there for you and bigger learning lessons. So when things aren't going your way, take it as an opportunity to learn and just trust that everything is working out exactly as it's supposed to be because up to this point, things have worked out, haven't they? Even if you don't feel like it, I can guarantee you they're working out for your greatest good. Next one. Does your husband ever feel insecure about your knowledge? Whoa. We are saying husband, not my husband yet. He's my fiance. Um, No, he doesn't. He is actually the most supportive person. He wants me to just put everything I have into this business. And sometimes I need breaks because it takes a lot of giving. It takes a lot of energy for me to do what I do. And He is so sweet and so supportive and just wants me to like, he's like, keep doing this. You're so powerful. You're changing so many people's lives. So he is my number one supporter and has never, ever shown any kind of insecurity or anything. And I'm so thankful because he has let me just blossom throughout this process and has been by my side the whole way. Um, Ooh, when you were a little girl, what did you want to be when you grew up? What advice would you give to your younger self? So when I was little, um, at one point for a while, I really wanted to be a cashier because I loved shopping. And so I thought if I was a cashier, I would be able to shop for my own stuff. Um, and then I eventually wanted to be a doctor. And then that changed into just being exactly like my mom. I wanted to be like a fashion designer. What advice would I give to my younger self? So I would tell my younger self, like, everything is working out, even if you don't believe it. Things, if they don't make sense, they will make sense one day. And just to really own my power, don't dim my light to make other people feel better. I grew up people-pleasing. I grew up making myself sound not as smart, making myself not as seen so other people could be seen. So I would tell my younger self to just let my true self shine at all points because I am here to do that and we all are and just because I'm shining doesn't mean someone else isn't so that's really what I would tell my younger self okay 
I struggle with negative things society gives off about writing affirmations. Help. Ooh, interesting one. So if you are caught up in society's perception of manifestation, affirmations, and law of attraction, like if people are saying that's too easy, you're being lazy, well, maybe you don't have the best understanding of what this stuff means. Affirmations doesn't mean you just write it and it manifests right away. You're just shifting your mind. And it's not your job to prove to somebody else that this works. Like, don't be concerned about what everybody else thinks. It's really important for you to trust in it. If you don't trust in it and you're not confident in it, it's never going to work for you. So start realizing that it's important for you to just be proud that you have this knowledge and maybe you can try explaining it to them. But if not, that's okay. Like to each their own. It's not your job to fit in with society's molds. It's your job to fit in with what feels best and most aligned with you. How did you and Tom meet? Ooh, so me and Tom, we met by chance um, in Seattle. I was in college. He just moved here from the military, um, from one of his old bases. And I spontaneously decided to come with some of my guy friends. And he was going to meet up with these guy friends. So these guy friends were my college best friends. And they were his childhood best friends. So we were all going to spend the whole weekend together. And basically we met then and just clicked instantly. I have an entire episode about him being my soulmate and manifesting our, like your soulmate. But we basically started dating the next day after we met and we've been together ever since. So it's been over two years and now we are engaged, getting married next year. So things are good and I'm so grateful for the way we met, everything we've had to endure and go through. So it's been a really cool journey with him. How do you always seem to have the perfect day and everything you find is always so perfect? Why are you so perfect? It makes me wonder. Interesting. I am not perfect at all. Um, I am just as human as all of you. I do not have perfect days either. So that's kind of the social media thing coming through. And just when you admire someone, you really put them in a higher light. And I'm so grateful that you do like admire me, admire what I do, but don't let me be like your baseline, be your own baseline. And let me just think of me as like a friend. I'm just a friend. I'm going through all the same things as you are. I post when I'm not having a good day. I tell you when I'm fearing through something or worrying through something or stressing out through something. I'm super candid with you guys. It's just the way you want to perceive it. I do have to take my own time to process things first. The first thing I do is process it and then I reflect on it. So I don't necessarily share like when I'm super stressed out because my first instinct is not to go share on social media that I am really stressed out and life sucks because I don't think that'll help. So I choose to be stressed out, process it, and then share it to you guys. So you might not see like my lowest low, but you see like a level up above it because just my instinct is not to like take a picture of myself bawling my eyes out and sending it to you because I, that's just not the way I work, but I do have low days. I am human. Just what you are is what you get. And you are on this journey with me, meaning we are connected and aligned in some way or the other. So just remember that you're just as perfect as you may think I am or somebody else on social media is just allow yourself to be as powerful as you want someone else to be in your life. Okay, I'm going to do two more. Um, 
The next one is tell me something about this sound healing playlist. So I just posted my Spotify sound healing playlist and it's none of my songs. Um, These are just songs on Spotify and they're just healing frequencies. So the power of sound and healing frequencies is it's really, really um, about vibration. And so these songs are all recorded at different vibrations that help your cells and your entire body attune to different frequencies. So there's a frequency of love. There's a frequency of healing. There's all these different energetic frequencies. So listening to them or having them play in the background is very, very powerful because it allows your body to just align with that. Basically, you hearing those sounds is helping your cells and your entire being align with that tune because that's just what we do. We align. And so the reason I recommend sound healing is because you can let it play at all times. You can let it play while you sleep. And it's just a really beautiful thing. And I've noticed that sometimes even when I'm not listening to it, I'll hear different sounds in the background. Like I hear ohm a lot, um, and that's just come over time. And sometimes when I'm not listening to it, I just feel like I'm hearing these healing frequencies that bring such a soothing vibration. So if you're not already following my sound healing playlist, you're more than welcome to, or find your own on Spotify, YouTube. There's tons of resources out there. Okay, last one I'm going to answer is how to let go of someone you love. So this is a hard question. There's no easy way to do it, but letting go of someone you love, the reason you want to hold on so tight is not only because you want them to feel something for you. So you can let go of someone you love by focusing your energy onto loving yourself. The amount of love you're giving that person that needs space or that might need to let go, what if you could give that love to yourself? Someone we love, so someone that we really, really care about may need some space from us. They may be on their own journey. So just understanding that we're all here to feel different karmas and go through different energies and meet different people and just go on different pathways. And sometimes you might need a little bit of space from someone just to learn something new. So in order to let go of someone, my biggest recommendation is to focus on loving yourself as much as you want to love them. Focus on you because the more you focus on you, the better you're going to feel and the more you will continue to manifest and align with what you want. Instead of focusing on all the energy on somebody else and how amazing they are and how frustrated you are that you can't have them in your life, switch that attention to yourself. Make that relationship with yourself. Give yourself the attention, the love that you're craving because in the end, no matter what you do 10 years down the line or 50 years down the line, it's all going to come down to how much you love yourself. Nobody else can fix that for you and nobody else can fill that void for you. So that's really what I recommend. Okay, so those were the questions I answered. I didn't get to all of them, but I figured I could save some for next time if we do another one. So that was my fun Friday Q&A session, and I hope it was interesting for you. I hope I got to some of your questions or that some of your questions you didn't even know you had were answered. And if you did like this episode, I would love if you either left me a review if you're listening on iTunes or if you shared it on your Instagram story or simply just 
just DM'd me. It means the world to me when you guys just let me know how these episodes are impacting you because that way I know what I need to fix or what I can continue doing. So your feedback is so, so important to me and I'm just so grateful for you. I'm so grateful for the journey we've been on. It's been almost a year and I'm so grateful. So thank you for being here. I hope you have a beautiful weekend, a beautiful rest of your day and just enjoy yourself today. And remember, you have everything you need within you. So try not to give your power away. Try to hold in your power and realize like everything is in your hands. Everything is within you. So have a beautiful rest of your day and I'll talk to you very, very soon. Bye. That's all I have for you guys. And I just want to say thank you again for spending some time with me. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, head over to my social media. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Or go to my website if you want to subscribe to my email list, which is affirmation-addict.com. I cannot wait to hear from you guys. And I will talk to you guys super soon. Have a good one, you guys. Bye.